Welcome to Business Scale Insights with Kimberly Marie Bonner. Listen for commentary, interviews, and information on how to grow your business. For all the details, contact BusinessScaleInsightsNetwork.com. So, Empire Builders, are you ready? Here's Kimberly Marie Bonner. Hello and welcome, Empire Builders, to another episode of Business Scale Insights. I'm your host, Kimberly Bonner, and we are kicking out a brand new series or kicking off a brand new series on all things related to branding and brand strategy. And with me today is the brilliant Suzette Turnbull, who is the CEO of Uncommon Marketing. And she is very well known in the South Florida area. I've seen her face and and her, seen her name in so many places. She's speaking constantly on media, marketing, social media, social media branding, influencers, all kinds of good stuff. So say hello to the audience real quickly, Suzette. Well, first of all, Kimberly, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be on your show. Aww, and hello you. to everyone out there. Awesome. Well, I just wanted to, before I take a deep dive with Suzette, I just wanted to tee up the whole topic of branding because, you know, there's a big debate out there in marketing land about the relevance of brands and if brands are going away and if branding is important anymore. And as many of you know, I am a franchise developer. Before that, I was an intellectual property licensing guru. I mean, that was my claim to fame for a good chunk of my life. And so branding and trademarks and trade secrets and all that good stuff that goes into developing a brand, you know, I've spent a lot of time kind of in the weeds in that space, but also looking at how you commercialize a brand and how branding actually uh, impacts the ROI for a business, particularly if there's a merger or an acquisition or anything, they want to expand, they want to have an IPO, et cetera, and so forth. So my entire career kind of has been in this space. And so um, when I pivoted to really focusing on franchising, one of the things that I noticed is when a small business came to me, Suzette, and they were like, oh, let's God, I want to scale my business. And I think I want to be a franchise. The funniest thing would occur because I would ask them, well, what about your brand? You know, what does it mean? Uh, is it, you know, do people know you out in the street? Um, is, is, is your name on the lips of people when they think of pie or cake or pet sitting or shoes? And they really couldn't give me an answer. And one of the things that shocked me was not only could they not give me an answer to that, many of them had, didn't even know what a trademark was. Mm. They hadn't even protected their name, right? So I was like, every time I would encounter a very, like a strong small business, this would be a recurring theme. So I thought, well, let me just pause, you know, and take time for kind of a public education effort in this series. And I'm so honored that you are with me to kick this whole thing off. One of the things I, one of the reasons why I think people are confused about brands is that when you just kind of Google branding, you get just kind of, people are all over the place. Like mm -hmm. people just don't know how to define it. And so a tried and true definition is 
kind of a name, a term, a sign, a symbol that identifies a seller or the maker of a good. Mm -hmm. But it's more than that. But it's clear that when you have a brand, you're able to distinguish that brand from generic XYZ. Right. So you think of Nike. That's a great iconic brand that's kind of stands for kind of a cutting edge, rebellious, athletic brand. Mm -hmm. And when you think of Apple, you're thinking of uh, think differently, uh, creative consumer electronics, and on and on. When you think of Chick-fil-A, you're thinking of high-quality customer service for a chicken-based franchise, right? Mm -hmm. uh, chicken-based uh, 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 fast food franchise system. That treats their customers well. That treats it with excellence. Mm -hmm. with And it's closed on Sunday. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that, is, that is absolutely um, their brand. So what I have tried to instill with some of my um, clients is my I call it the five eyes of branding. The first eye is identity. And maybe mm -hmm. that's the reason why people are confused about what brands are because they think, oh, well, I have a brand because I have a name and I have a logo. Mm -hmm. But when you even think about who, it's about who you are. Right. The essence of who you are. So my identity is not just Kimberly Marie Bonner. That's my name. Right. Right. But I'm so much more than that. Mm -hmm. I'm my value system, my beliefs, my actions. Do I, sh you know, do I show up on time? Mm -hmm. Do I pay my bill? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, am I extroverted? Am I introverted? So when you think of a brand, you know, it's more than just think about it personally. It's more than just how you look. Right. It's the essence of who you are. Mm -hmm. And I think for a lot of companies, they haven't. Figure that out. Figure that out at mm -hmm. all. So identity, influence. Are you influential in your industry? Are you a leader? Are you associated with other influencers? The third eye, innovation. You gotta, you gotta be innovative. You can't. You have to uh, adapt to changing circumstances, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. um, international. Um, this is not politically correct, but I'll just say this: If you want to be an iconic brand, and you have, there's no way for you to go across geographical or cultural or linguistic boundaries, then you're probably not going to be one of an, an iconic brand. You're just going to be very, very limited. And lastly, infinite. Um, you know, strong brands are timeless. So you think of Disney, you know, Roy Disney was around, a, Walt Disney was, I'm sorry, around a long time ago. And Mickey Mouse is still... <laughs> Still as here. popular <laughs> as ever, right? And even uh, more, exactly. <laughs> Far more profitable now than it was when he first started out. So that those are some of my thoughts related to branding. And I've got Suzette here because I want her to kind of pull out her ideas and thoughts because she's clearly an expert. Um, um, but before I do that, I want the honest to learn more about you and what it is you do and how is it that you've become this social media powerhouse. And every time I hear anybody talk about social media marketing, I see your face <laughs> and I see your name, which is powerful personal branding. Yes. So you, you have you have mastered the art of personal branding yourself. So share a little bit of that story with the audience. So I'm the founder of Uncommon Marketing. And for the last 10 years, we have provided social media marketing management and training services to multi-million dollar brands, mega ministries, uh, public figures, awesome, um, entrepreneurs, small businesses. So we kind of run the gamut. Um, and the reason why we've been able to run the gamut of the sizes is because it all comes down to what is that 
that company about and what do they have to offer or what does that person have to offer to the world and that's that's exactly where we start um, but we've been doing this for 10 years and we love it we're passionate about it um, which is another key to what we do in a part of our brand yes. um, is being passionate about it and I think that's what has given me the longevity that I have is that people see how connected I am passionate about the, the the subject matter one but also about my clients and their success awesome awesome you know um i know i shared a little bit of information about what i think you know defines a brand but you're you're the expert here so Share some of your thoughts about what makes a great brand. Well, first of all, I agree with everything that you said, but I'm just going to build on that. Okay. Um, if, to, to just simplify it, right, you walk into an electronic store and you're buying a big screen TV and you have no idea where to start. You haven't done your research. All you know is you're leaving with a big screen TV. Right. And then you walk to the aisle with the televisions and you're overwhelmed by all the choices. Absolutely. That's how I feel when I buy mascara. I'm overwhelmed <laughs> by all the choices. <laughs> okay. And lipstick. <laughs> and lipstick. <laughs> so then what do you do? At that point, you start to think, okay, which one of these names do I recognize? Name. Right. right. So your brand is really an identifier. So you think to yourself, which one of these names do I recognize? So you may recognize Sony, Toshiba, you know, some of the more obvious ones. Right. Then now you narrow it down, but you still have to choose. You say, what do I know about each of these brands? Reputation. Right. Absolutely. So your point, it's not just about how you look. What do people know about your brand? What is known about your brand? Right. So now you're thinking, you know, Sony's really reliable. You know, they're long standing. They've been around forever. I'm going to buy a Sony big screen TV. Sony might not even be the best choice, mm -hmm. but with the information that you have about their brand, it is the best choice. And that is why your brand is so critical, especially in the online world. People see you before they actually meet you or talk to you. Absolutely. So now you're talking about the visual. What do your colors look like? What's your color palette? Mm -hmm. uh, what does your logo look like? You know, what's the name of your company? Will people remember it? Your social media handle. Is it easy to remember? Do you have underscores and all these different characters <laughs> in there that make it hard to find you? All of these different parts come Susie together. Susie Q, one, two, three, right. seven, five, <laughs> exactly. two, zero, underscore, underscore, dash. And then people are like, what? Did you repeat that? <laughs> Oh, my word. That is really, really powerful. Um, and so in a crowded market, market, it becomes really, really important for people to have a name, to your point, and a visual identity yes. that they can recognize. Now, now that we're coming into kind of this voice space where we've got Google Assistant and Alexa, Alexa and all this other stuff, what's your view of the importance of branding in that space? in the AI world? Well, again, I think I think people are using the same framework to make decisions. Mm -hmm. You know, um, what they're also using is what's the chatter online? No, that's true. So that feeds into the brand. So are there more Alexas being sold or more Google Assistants? What do you hear people talking about more? Alexa. Exactly, Alexa. Completely. So if you're going to buy one of the two and you have not done your research, what are you going to buy? You're going to buy Alexa. Alexa. Absolutely. 
Um, Google is trying to get at that by undercutting them in price. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's, that's generally what people try to compete on. If they don't have a brand name, they try to go on price. On right, price. right. But that's, that makes life very, very difficult because uh, you're going to have to constantly cut your costs. Cut your yes. costs at all I, times. Yes. So that's, that's not a winning strategy. Right. Um, when we get back from the break, I really want to talk about how brands in the social media era have been kind of built from the bottom up. And I'm thinking of Fashion Nova and all these uh, makeup and beauty influencers on YouTube. And really, they've just kind of flipped the script mm -hmm. when it comes to branding. And so can we talk about that when we come back from the Absolutely. break? Absolutely. I would love to. Terrific. Thank you. Kim Bonner, your host of Business Scale Insights. And I'm so honored to be with Suzette Turnbull. And we're talking about all things branding for you small business owners out there. And so before we went to the break, I wanted Suzette to talk about really how social media has influenced the development of brands. And it's more like a bottom up creation of brands now as opposed to a top down. And I wanted her to unpack that so uh, small business owners out there can kind of appreciate really what a revolution is going on in branding. Right. So one of the beautiful things about social media is that everyone now has a microphone. Mm -hmm. It's also one of the dangers, <laughs> but we're going to focus on the beautiful part of it. Uh, and so you have to leverage that. So you mentioned Fashion Nova. Let's talk about Fashion mm -hmm. Nova for a second. <laughs> Fashion Nova, before they started working with the influencers, the Kardashians and the other celebrities, they start, they would give free apparel to models in exchange for them taking pictures and posting them online. So before they even really started the e-commerce part of the business, mm -hmm. they had brick and mortars in L.A. Before they started the e-commerce part, they had about fifty to 60,000 Instagram followers already. Oh, wow. And okay. this was just with brick. And, and it's because they were tapping into those people who had microphones on social media and they were using it. So Smart. a model who likes to wear their type of clothing, mm -hmm. you take a picture, you post it, guess what? It's the same thing as a mannequin. You see the picture, it looks fabulous on a mannequin. I want that outfit. So true. And now you're using your audience to spread the word for you to their so audiences. True. And so one of the statistics is that each, per, each, per, each person on Facebook has 338 friends. So you think about the exponential value of that. And Quite frankly, I have a lot more. I'm sure you have a lot more. But each person is posting and sharing this information, and it's going out along the social media waves to so many more people than if the company just marketed the way that they market. And so this is how things are starting from the bottom and going, and going up. And the word is spreading. The amazing part about it is that they may have started out with just models, but now it's like... The average, you know, the average Instagram, because I'm, I'm an IG girl. I love IG. Mm -hmm. So I don't hang around Facebook. But in the Instagram world, you see all of these um, just kind of average ladies with, you know, nice followings. But they have these Fashion Nova outfits on mm -hmm. and they are relatable. Exactly. Like you could say, I could say, oh, my gosh, I don't have Tyra Banks's height, right, mm -hmm. or her curves, 
but there's this person on Instagram who kind of looks like me. So I have an idea of how this outfit will look on me. And because of that relatability, People purchase in droves. Absolutely. And the thing is that the models they use weren't Victoria's Secret's models. Really? Because they're not going to model just for free clothes. They don't no, need free true. clothes. That's true. So they're using people, the everyday person who's into modeling, you know, and, and, and loves to model, but they look like the model and they have the look and they can model the clothes well. Oh, my word. And that's how you begin with an influencer strategy. You can use everyday people who have the influence and the following. Their audience is listening to them, and they are the ones that can help to spread the word. And Fashion Nova did that until they started then working with the influencers at the Kardashian level and right. the Cardi B level. And Cardi B was wearing oh my was wearing word. Fashion Nova before. She was. Before, she, and, yeah. She, when she was on, love, was it Love and Hip Hop or right. whatever show yeah. that was? Yeah, she loved the brand. Absolutely. So, but the thing is though, okay, so if I am um, a more traditional dyed-in-the-wool company mm-hmm. and I see this going on and when you follow it on social, it's almost as if the influencers kind of have far more say in the voice of your brand. Mm-hmm. And it's more than just the the traditional, you know, uh, per athlete on the Wheaties box. Right. You know, they are really amplifying and to kind of def- really defining these brands on social media. And I feel like it's the brands are, it's like I said, it's not this top down thing. It's more bottom up. Right. And these influencers are kind of crafting the message and it's it's you know this is not some madison avenue stuff going on it's cardi b going you know what i mean (laughs) it's it's that person's unique and their twist to it right so they'll take their take they'll take the fashion over outfit but they flip it is that a danger for a company who really prides themselves in being in control of their identity and their message and their voice well what you're speaking of is authenticity and that's why the influencer strategy works when you get it right because the people who are posting it are posting it according to the way they talk to their audience Mm -hmm. so it doesn't sound like a commercial because no one wants to be sold to no they don't what we want to see is how this product or this merchandise fits nicely into your life into your everyday life that we've come to love and we follow that's why it works. But when you're choosing your influencers, and there are influencers in every category, yeah, there are. you're choosing the influencers that fit what your company is about. Mm, okay. So when you choose the influencers that fit what your company is about, you don't have to worry about them doing something in a maverick fashion because you've already done the due diligence, which is necessary. You've researched the brand. You've gone through their posts. You've researched them on Google to see what are some of the the media that has been featuring them. Mm -hmm. So you have a full understanding of who that person is before you invite them now to be a part of your influencer strategy. Now, there are always wild cards. Things happen in people's lives, and you see different celebrities getting dropped from their endorsements. Mm-hmm. You know, so so those are some situations. But in general, you do your due diligence in advance, and you make sure you vet the people to make sure they are consistent with your values. And now they're consistent with your values, then yes, it absolutely works. What you hear about, you know, those weird situations when there's an influencer that has a bazillion followers and they can't sell like fifteen sneakers. What's up with that? Why why would that happen? Like Well, the first question is who's following you? Okay. So if you're selling sneakers, 
are the people who following you interested in sneakers? Oh, or were okay. they following you because you, you were posted? Make make, you did makeup tutorials. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So is there an alignment, first of all? Good point. Another Good point. thing is, did you buy your followers oh. or did you organically gain your followers? Are they real followers? Oh. So again, in every category, you're looking for alignment. It's so funny because you would think that companies would understand that. Like they would know, is this real or is this not so real? So what are some key brand strategies that you would give a small business? Let's say a small restaurant or a small, I don't know, uh, retail location. If they wanted to really take their branding to the next level, what would you suggest they do? I think the first thing is to be very clear on who you are and what you're offering. You have to be absolutely clear on that because that directs everything else that you do. I agree. The second thing is you have to be clear on your target market. Yes. Who are you appealing to? So those two things are critical and they happen before you start anything else. So to the point that, you know, you and I were talking about, sometimes there is some confusion and the work is not put in mm -hmm. to really understand who you are. What is your secret sauce? What makes you different from the other person making pies or the other person, you know, doing social media? What is your secret sauce? Now you bring those things together and you figure out how do I authentically tell my story? Now, what you hear from a lot of people is, my, I'm not that unique. So you might have to deal with this sometimes when you're dealing with people who are start, starting out. Um, you know, I have, a, I have a great pie recipe from my grandma. Mm -hmm. It's not that unique. I make great apple pies. Mm -hmm. You know, what, how, is that going to, how is that going to make me this stellar brand? What would you tell them? I would say reach out to do a study. Reach out to your customers, the ones that love your pies, and give them a questionnaire. Ask them to fill out a survey Good. and have them tell you what they love, love not just you. about your pies, but about doing business with you, yes. all of those things. Because I know for me, the reason why my brand is the way it is, is because people know me to show up, to be reliable, to deliver with excellence. That's my brand. Awesome. That is my brand. So for them, and it's hard. When it's you, you don't see what other people see. Right. And so you have to ask other people. Ask the people who continue to come back, your loyal customer base, what is it that you love about buying pies from me? What do you love about the pies? How are my pies different than other pies that you've had in the past? When you collect that data, you begin to define your brand. I love that. So I want everybody who's listening, if you have a friend or relative who has a business, if you're thinking about starting a business, you've got to dial down in the clarity piece and get that feedback from your customers because your brand is really what your customers, exactly. really, how they perceive you in the marketplace. And if your customers are giving you feedback like, wah, 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 you know, it's, <laughs> it's, it's just, then you have kind of a, you have a branding problem. Right. Then you're gener generic. Correct. Um, and you can be replaceable very, very easily. I love what you talked about when it comes to your personal brand and uncommon marketing, because I want you to, I want you to say those three pillars again because it's it's clear and then it also ties into the title, you know, of your your business name. So say that again. Right. Um <laughs> No, it was it was brilliant and it, it fits perfectly. They know me to be reliable. Reliable. They know me to deliver with excellence. Delivering with excellence. And they know me to be committed. Committed. And I can tell you right now in the marketing space, and I've dealt with tons of marketing agencies, big, small, and everything in between, um, that is uncommon. <laughs> wow. 
And I know you've heard that from other people. I know I'm not the first person to say that. I do hear that. I do hear. And, and, I, and I'm grateful. I'm grateful. But I'm thankful for the work ethic that I've been raised with. You know, and I'm thankful for the passion that I have for seeing other people be successful. Absolutely. Well, in light of that um, tremendous uniqueness about you and your company, I want you to plug your book. I know you have a book that I've seen and I've got to buy. What's the title? Uh, The Ultimate Guide to Understanding and Getting Started with Social Media. Wonderful. And if they want to buy that book, how can they get that book? Amazon.com. Yay. They can search by my full name, Suzette with two Zs, um, Turnbull, or they can search by the title, The Ultimate Guide to Understanding and Getting Started with Social Media. And if I know you're very in demand, But if some great company wanted to pay you a gazillion dollars, how do they reach out to you? Through my website. Okay. Yes, I have a team of people that are ready to go. Oh, okay. So say the website. So my website is Suzy Talks, S-U-Z-Y-T-A-L-K-S dot com. Wonderful. And so I'm, I hope this was a wonderful introduction to our listening audience about all things branding. Take this information, listen to this radio broadcast. We're going to rebroadcast it on the podcast platforms. And uh, hopefully you will stay tuned for the rest of the series. Thank you so much, Suzette. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. Oh, here's to your success, everybody. Listen to Business Scale Insights with Kimberly Marie Bonner. To get her personal attention to you and your empire, go to businessscaleinsightsnetwork.com. That's businessscaleinsightsnetwork.com. And tune in again next week for more from Kimberly Marie Bonner with Business Scale Insights.